Yo, what's up, everybody? This is a special edition episode of Columbus Can't Wait. Um, we are pushing back our regularly scheduled programming because it is election day tomorrow. And uh, we got friend of the show, Jordan Hawkins, the president of the Ohio Young Black Democrats, on to talk about the importance of voting in between the presidential elections, talking about what's on the ballot for tomorrow, and also what comes after election day is over. So it's a real quick listen, uh, a quick primer for you in case you didn't know that election day was tomorrow and you don't really know where to start with it. So um, enjoy and we will see you next week. Oh, one more thing. Um, we did record this live, so the audio is going to sound a little bit different than it normally does. Please don't kill us. Um, and this is not what the Dreamcatcher recording studio audio normally sounds like. So, you know. We want to make sure and give that disclaimer because we know that you guys are spoiled. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yo, this is Akis. And this is Taria. And you're listening to Columbus Can't Wait. Either do politics. Our politics do you. <laughs> Yo, she timed that perfectly. <laughs> That was purposely. Get out. Wow. Oh <laughs> I love it. Exactly as it went live. It literally just crazy. get out. Hi, <laughs> Justice. It was a great um, Halloween costume. Yes. She can't hi. hear you. They said you had a great Halloween costume. She's trying to hijack your friend or your fans. Is that candy? <laughs> get out. Um, get out. This is live for real. You better not eat another piece of candy, I swear. Oh, hey, everybody. Man. Yo, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> Yo, we don't go live often. And so they got the real, like. But when we do, this is what happens. <laughs> not so um, to all of our listeners, uh, well, hopefully you're tuned in live. But just in the event that you're not. We are doing a special episode of Columbus Can't Wait because it is election day tomorrow. And I know people are like, oh, election day just happened last year. Joe Biden, Donald Trump, blah, blah, blah. But there's more elections that just happened outside the presidential election. So joining us is a friend of the show. Somebody's been on the podcast a couple of times to kind of break down this election here locally. And also to talk a little bit about what comes after election day. We have president of the Ohio Young Black Democrats, Jordan Hawkins. What's good? What's good? Uh, thank you, Malcolm. Uh, thank you, Taria, for having me again. Uh, I always love coming on the show. Love doing this. Um, definitely love the fact that we started off like that. That was starting off on a high note. Um, but yeah, Thanks, uh, <laughs> right. Going with what Malcolm said, um, definitely just here to make sure that folks know that there is an election tomorrow. Um, there is an election tomorrow. Or if you're viewing this, an election already happened. Um, November 2nd, Tuesday, November 2nd. Um, polls open 6.30 a.m. and close 7.30 p.m. Um, there's a lot of important stuff on the ballot, and I know, and we'll get into this, how, you know, the president isn't on the ballot, or you remember, Congress isn't even on the ballot, but off-year mm -hmm. elections like this, as we call them, um, are not years where we take off. It's years where we have to build, and it's years where we have to focus on very important local issues, which really make up our everyday lives versus things that Biden or other people in, in D.C. are doing. So definitely excited to talk about it, Malcolm, uh, and talk about it, Taria. So let's get into it. Word. So I think that probably the best way to talk about this election, and we do want to talk about it as if somebody doesn't know anything that is happening tomorrow, because when I was telling people we were about to do this episode, and part of the reason why it was really important for us to do it, they were saying, I didn't even know there was an election tomorrow. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, mm. Yeah, who are we voting for? And we're like, oh, we need to make sure we put something right. out to uh, inform people of what's going on. That's a fact. So there's there's a lot to unpack, even with folks saying there's not an election tomorrow. I think it's a very big, we have a very big civic engagement gap in our community. And I think it's a twofold thing. One, obviously, the system that we deal with, we know that powerful people don't want the masses to necessarily stand up and try to make it clear from local level on up that what they want is is obviously going to prevail over what the few and the power and the powerful want um so but in elections like this obviously like we have a lot of things on the ballot city council races uh there's a ballot issue on the ballot this year that really could have an impact on the amount of money the city has in its general revenue and those things pay for things that we all need things pertaining to road services our parks being kept up our hospital hold on a second i'm sorry get off the couch and please be quiet. Oh my lord, I love it. Hey, listeners, now you get to see my real life. My daughter's here. It's <laughs> I love it. over. It's okay. Go back. Ballot so, initiatives. <laughs> yeah. So literally, like, there are several people on the ballot this year who are extremely important, and I'm gonna give you some perspective since we're talking about children right now. Across the country, obviously dealing with the pandemic, um, school boards everywhere are, are making different decisions as it pertains to: Do I want kids? To, do we want kids to wear masks in school? Do kids have to be vaccinated when they come to schools? You know, what does social distancing look like? We've all, like a lot of people who are parents and pretty much the entire community has kind of seen nationwide how school board meetings can get out of hand. You know, our schools already don't have the investment in the kind of services that they might need and that they need more of. You know, these are very important things that make our daily lives and impact really important people in our community, you know, function. And honestly, for school board races here in the city of Columbus, this is extremely important. We have an opportunity to elect people who are going to be the first in some of their positions, you know, first folks representing certain communities. And that representation, while it is important, it has to be some follow through and some deliverables for our communities. And so we can't take breaks from the city council races. Your city council makes more policy, quite frankly, in a lot of ways that it impacts your day to day life then in some cases, your state senator, state house rep, or your congressperson, and certainly sometimes your president. Take that seriously. We want to talk about Black Lives Matter. We want to talk about making sure uh, we have justice in our streets. Um, we don't have folks you know, out here getting killed by police left and right. <clears throat> City council on look at their voting records, look at their support. City councils and mayors control revenues and budgets that have to do with our municipal cities. How much are they giving the police? How much are they investing in our children and affordable housing and different things for the least of us? These are things that are important. They impact you more than your president. Between city council races, between judicial races we have on the ballot this year, ballot, elected, ballot initiatives that we really need to stop because they're being pushed by millionaires and billionaires who want to take money from the citizens and put it more in corporations' hands. These are all things on the ballot here in Columbus. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell people exactly, uh, you know, what kind of uh, things they need to do to get ready. Um, but what I can say is whatever you need to do to get ready um, in life, you need to vote. Um, and that is important. And so that's why people need to get out and vote tomorrow um, if they haven't voted already. So are there elections every year? So there are elections every year, and that's important. I, I don't want us to get into, and this is where we get caught up, and I could give you a whole history lesson on that, and I, I'll give you a short one. Obama gets elected in 2008. Everybody's, you know, roo-roo-rah-rah, Obama's this, that, and the third. We can talk about, you know, what that really was a different day. Um, but the fact of the matter is that the party um, that he came from, who had power to do a lot of things, they were in control of all the major levers of power in D.C., 
we here locally have to understand that who we send to Congress to DC matters, who we put on our school boards and on our city councils matter. We can't just get caught up in these big giant executive office races. And when we do that in these in the presidential years and then we get and we forget about that bottom off years, what we have is a result that we have with Obama. In 2008, he gets elected to lose Congress. By that point, states everywhere are passing voter suppression laws and different things that they can do to then do what? Suppress your vote here locally so the folks that you have representing you here locally and in your state aren't serving you. They're only serving the few because they quelled our votes as black, brown, poor, disadvantaged people. And so that's why we have to pay attention to these races everywhere, every year. It's a, it's, a, it's a pattern for us to be able to build for that presidential year so we can really start to make some change in our communities. Things change locally. It starts from the grassroots, the grass tops and up. So it was my understanding that, you know, congressional races were every two years and then governor races those are every six years, right? Or, or No, they're every four years, but they're on the office. Your U.S. senator is every six years. The senator is every six years. So like on this, I, I think of it like the odd years, right? Because it's 2021. Right. Those elections with like the school board and city council, mm -hmm. are you saying that those are a yearly annual election? So those things, it, it happens and it's staggered. So like next year, for example, uh, you know, here in the city of Columbus, we won't necessarily have any city council people who are up. But then the year after that, and again, that has to do with an entirely different conversation about how they're changing into a different system there's going to be an entire election for our city's races, right? So in most places it's staggered. Some years you can have three out of your six or seven city council folks up with a mayor, right? And another year you can have the other half of council. But again, every single year, there are municipal elections that we need to pay attention to. Gotcha. So like, where do you go to find out about it? Like, how so do you know? That's, that has a lot to do with, again, the role of whether it's a party, whether it's a nonprofit organization, whether it's podcasts um, and organizations like Columbus Can't Wait. We all have a responsibility to be able to disseminate and spread information, uh, obviously valid information about voting every single year. This is not something that we just leave up to one institution. People have to get away from that. Politics is an entire team effort. Society functions off of, based off of the policies that we pass. And that's the reality. The money we make and the policies we pass really impact our day-to-day -day lives. So it's on all of us, including, again, organizations like the one I lead, the Ohio Young Black Democrats, to really make sure that people understand um, the power of voting and why they need to vote every year. So it's everybody, man, not just, you know, parties and institutions. One of the first things that you mentioned was the big ballot initiative. Can you break that down for people so they can understand what's happening with that? So, so in short, and again, I'm going, I'm going based off some tea leave notes I have. Issue seven is a ballot initiative that is on the ballot here in the city of Columbus. And it's really framed, and this is a clever thing. This is why money in politics is so dangerous and it can lead to a lot of misleading, uh, expensive things. They're trying to paint it as if it's a pro-renewable energy, pro-clean energy kind of ballot initiative, right? It's helping the community. We all want green cities, right? You're using hot, flashy words like that. But what it really does is it takes money out of the general revenue of the city and gives it to other people to then make decisions on based on that. When really what we need to be doing and what we can do is to make sure that our city council and our cities and our leaders here in the city are per using the money that we pay in taxes to do that, right? 
And so honestly, like it's it's a misnomer um, and folks kind of get it twisted when they see all these flashy ads for it. But it kind of reminds me of the marijuana ballot initiative we had on the ballot a couple years ago, if folks remember, and how that failed because it took money from us, the public, the government, and it put it into the hands of corporations and the very few. And they were going to put a monopoly on the market. So these are, again, things that happen in terms of uh, very, the, the very wealthy and special interests being able to try to get ballot initiatives on the ballot like this. But issue seven is just another iteration of that. And we have to soundly reject it and ask our leaders to make real investments in clean energy and, re and renewable energy in the city. Brad, the way that you talk about all these issues and everything, it's like, yo, you really know what you're talking about. I, I mean, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. I appreciate you breaking that down for us. For sure, for sure. Drea, I know you had another question. Yeah, you still there? Yeah, she there. She trying to get unmuted. Oh, my I'm bad. Back, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, you're cool. No, but that was a great breakdown because I think also what happens when people do get to the ballot box is that they get confused because mm -hmm. of the wording on ballot sometimes is very um purposely misleading so people aren't actually sure what they're voting for right. so this is why stuff like this is so important to just break it down so that the best advice that i give people is be prepared before you get there um there'll be people out in the parking lot trying to talk to you but if you know what you want to do before you go in there that's the best way to be prepared I think that's I think there's a lot of truth to that. And I definitely think, look, I'm going to be real in politics. And I said this at the beginning, we got a civic engagement gap in our uh, society, in our electoral system. So voter education is something that our civic institutions, our schools, we're not investing enough in that. Organizations aren't focusing necessarily enough on that. And so, yeah, people don't know, like. I don't know, you know, I don't know what this municipal judge does and why I need to vote for them. All I know is when my cousin or somebody else or whomever I love is in a very bad jam and they might have been at the wrong place at the wrong time. They have this extremely racist, uh, uh, really terrible judge in front of them that throws the book at them. You know, we we only see this stuff when it happens to us in real time. If we had a more educated society on why voting is important and why these elections are important we would very much so be able to control more of the levers of power in our society and be able to say, hey, look, you know, we make the choice at the ballot box. We're not going to let money. We're not going to let the very few try to influence that because we understand and we know because we educated ourselves. So that's important. You know, earlier in this conversation, you talked about the importance of things like Columbus Can't Wait and mm -hmm. then also like the Ohio Young Black Democrats and, and educating the people and making sure that they have all the information that they need. Yeah. You guys um, put together like, voter information pamphlets or um, like, do you have something online that people can go? Yeah, for sure. So we, and again, we regularly like make sure our social media is like updated so that some of the, a lot of this stuff is there, especially like we're very big on Facebook and Twitter with that. Um, several of our chapters, cause we do have a chapter here in Columbus. Um, they have a website as well. That, so all of our chapters have websites, but then it kind of breaks down a lot of local issues, um, mm -hmm. local folks and how to find voting information like that. Um, but again, even as we get into like next year and really trying to, you know, revamp the organization and really try to grow the organization, that's part of what I really want to work on with a lot of people is getting that information into the hands of our people, right? And instead of just having it there digitally, we can have it everywhere, right? So that's also a room for, uh, for growth and opportunity um, and collaboration, quite frankly. Yeah, I know that that's definitely something that we want to keep on doing, building, 
um, here at Columbus Can't Wait. It's like even having these type of conversations on a regular type basis and um, and putting it out live so that we could talk about the issues in real time outside of our normal scheduling. Like we we push back our next episode release a week so that we can have this conversation. But, you know, we don't always have to do that. We can have things in between there. So I definitely appreciate you coming on here to talk to our listeners a little bit about the election. And uh, hopefully this is something we can do a lot more of, you know. For sure. Well, wait, let, let's start. Let's sit down and break bread. Let's figure this out because I'm definitely, uh, you know, we got a lot of work ahead of us uh, going into next year and then 2023 here in Columbus. And quite frankly, like that stuff is going to take it's going to take a while for us to build. Right. Mm-hmm. And it starts with the three of us uh, sitting here and committing ourselves to like really making sure that the community is engaged on this issue along with everything else that we love and that we focus on in, a, in the culture. So I think it's very important that we keep these conversations going. I'm looking to talk, I'm looking forward to talking about that, but people make sure you vote tomorrow, November 2nd, uh, the polls open at 6.30 AM, close at 7.30 PM. Uh, please make sure you vote no on issue seven. Um, vote for Nick Bankson for city council. That's a good brother. Uh, vote for Lord SPD for city council. That's a good brother. And make sure you pay attention to the rest of the folks running up and down the ballot. Uh, do, run your run your research. Look it up. Hey, how you doing? Run your research. Look it up. Uh, make sure you ask a friend. Bring a friend to the polling location with you. Um, just make sure you all are staying active and uh, definitely care about races this year because they just as important as presidential races, as midterm elections, as we call them. Every year is an election year. Let me ask you this. After the election's over, then what comes next? Like, what should people be paying attention to or, or like, what's the next big thing that? So know? I think it's the same thing that we really said. What was next after folks uh, in mass got out here and voted for Biden? I think ultimately, like, we might not be happy with where things are at. Um, Malcolm knows I have my own thoughts on that quite a few. Yep. Um, but that's where yeah. you have to hold people accountable. Right. You have to keep you have to hold their feet to the fire. If you ran on A, B and C, but you're doing one, two and three, we have a problem because Mm -hmm. I, as a voter, entrusted everything, everything that this democracy affords me as in terms of an endorsement of you. I literally did that. I voted for you. And so if I'm asking you to get something done or if you ran on something, hold true to what you said. Honor the office. Make sure that you're actually following through for the people if you if you ran on that. Right. And there's a lot of people out here running for that. And they say that. But we got to hold them accountable. And I think, uh, you know, especially here with the city of Columbus, like making sure our city council people know what we want them to do with our budget, with our taxes, with our dollars and their general revenues. People say, show me your budget. Show me your values. You can run on whatever you want. But whatever your budget says and whatever you follow through on or don't tells me everything I need to know about you next time we have an election. That's what the what the next steps are. Um, yeah, just by and just like being going to city council meetings, submitting mm-hmm. your own experiences, submitting right. your opinions, um, all of those things are ways that you can that are easy ways to be civically engaged. And I mean, during the pandemic, you could send your stuff in and attend via Zoom. So there's no reason for you uh, to feel like you can't get engaged because you can actually be a body in the seat watching everything that's going on. I um after well actually shortly before the last election it was after the primaries last year um, I got really involved with uh, the Civic Endeavors Committee at yes. the alumni chapter at Alpha Phi Alpha um, Alpha Rho Lambda chapter and last week we had a meeting and I, I found out about some direct action things that you can do uh, that affect uh, state policy and uh, local policy and to me because I live in District 3 
well, right now it's District 3, where I have a representative that, you know, is aligned with, you know, my thoughts and all that type of stuff. It's like, well, what is me right into Joyce Beatty going to do in terms of making sure that, you know, we have like the Green New Deal support and all that type of thing. But what I found out is that a lot of conversations, a lot of decisions get made um, in committees. And then especially here in Ohio, once that committee decision gets made, then it goes to the state assembly and it's pretty much like guaranteed to pass because they have like a super, super majority. And yes. if you really want to impact the policy, then the time to do it is when you're writing the committee members and it's like only like five of those or six of those. And they will feel that pressure, even if they're not directly your representative. And that's something it was the education that I got. I was like, I had no idea that I could do that because I felt like, all right, I can just be removed. That's not that doesn't impact me. It's not for me, you know? Yeah, not participating is not really um, helping anybody. In fact, this, things are decisions are all get made with, with or without you, right? So it's better off that we're actually applying that pressure and getting engaged in both of the ways that you said. And look, join and pay attention to organizations that specialize in this work. You know what I mean? Find some people that you can trust that you know, like the friend is in, network with folks who are doing this work year round. Like I said, the Ohio Young Black Democrats, like we have folks in many different places. We got two state reps, multiple city council people. The two state reps we have are from here in Columbus, Dontavius Geralds and, and Latina Humphrey, both parts of our organization, real people from the community. You know, so we have a real network here. Get involved, like in the off years, just tune into a meeting. You don't have to do everything, but the more you're engaged in whether it is Alpha or Divine Nine organization or whether it is, you know, organizations like this or whether it's Columbus Can't Wait or if you're an activist, just make sure you're applying pressure in your in, the, in your day-to-day life when you can outside of your job, outside of what you're doing socially. That stuff makes a difference. You learn. And at the end of the day, when points like this come up, everybody can stand up. We're not unorganized. We have organized movement. We're actually making an impact. Yeah. One thing that I heard, uh, I forget who said it. It might have been a tweet or something, but they said, you know, people are making decisions. Well, people will treat you the way that you allow them to treat you. Mm-hmm. They make decisions because they think that you're not paying attention. And so the very, like what you said, just tuning into a meeting and letting them see you out there. It's like, yo, you're not going to be able to just get away with this without anybody like, you know, witnessing it. We are witnessing it. And not only are we witnessing it, we're going to telling other people about it too. School board, too. School board is the same way. I tell people all the time, my daughter is in Columbus City Schools. Hey, if you don't like what's going on, go to those um, school board meetings. And maybe you don't feel comfortable at first saying something, but just observe. Mm -hmm. Let them know that you're there. And the more that you go, the more you'll see how the process works. And maybe at some point you will you know, feel emboldened to to give your your input. So all of this is really important. All of it's important. Everything counts. For sure. For sure. I appreciate y'all for uh, putting that out there. That's real stuff. Nah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tree, you got any other questions that you think the people need to hear? No, I don't have any other questions. That was really, I, I think we thought we needed something really concise because I think people want to tune in. They want to hear what, you know, what's the mandate? <laughs> what do I need to do? How can I help? So this is, uh, this is exactly what I think we were looking for. Yeah. <laughs> And we're going to put this out tonight. So um, hopefully, even if you didn't check into the live, um, hopefully you're listening to this before the election. 
um, before you go out to vote. What time do polls close tomorrow? Do you know, seven thirty p.m. So six thirty a.m. they open. Seven thirty p.m. they close. So you got it. Yeah. And if there's a line, stay in line, even if yes. it's after seven thirty. And if you see any suspicious activity, please make sure there's little signs that should be posted around your polling location to tell you if you feel like somebody's being harassed, if there's voter suppression, because that stuff is real. Let's not sleep on the fact that like. You know, they don't want our people voting all the time. So make sure y'all are aware of that. Make sure you do your research on candidates, too. This show. Mm -hmm. I bet, Jordan. Thank right. you so much for joining us. Uh, like I said, it's a friend of the show, so he'll be back um, unless we scare him off. No, nah, you won't. We'll have a conversation about regular, uh, regular conversations. I appreciate y'all. Next time, it'll be just me. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. All right, I'm about to end the broadcast. Well, you guys can stay on. Guys, we have a number to text now. I'm terrible at texting back, but that's not my job here. What's the text number? Yeah, text CCW to 614-482-3617 with any questions, comments, feedback, or any general love that you want to give us for the show. And we promise we'll respond. We. <laughs> He'll respond. <laughs>